I hate this girl power. I was like, I'm sick of you guys already. I want to be on that date. They're like, it's day one. I'm like, yeah, and I'm already sick of you guys. Victoria's a very strong personality. Tonight on Bachelor Party, it's week two with Matt James. And unfortunately, we have to talk about Victoria, but we're also going to talk about Brie. We'll talk about Sarah. There's so much to dig into, and we're doing it with Jared Freed. No bagel talk here, but it's still it's going to be a good listen. So check it out, and let's batch. This episode is brought to you by Visible. You know how on every season of The Bachelor, there's the concern that he might pick someone or just let someone go too far who really doesn't deserve it? Because he's not getting all the information he needs. He doesn't know this woman is the villain of the house. Well, luckily, when it comes to wireless, there's one company that keeps it real and you don't have to worry about that bad surprise at the end. Switch to Visible, the wireless company with nothing to hide and get one line wireless with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, every month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, it means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. Episode 2. I can't... There's a lot to break down here. And to do it, I am joined by Mr. Bagel himself, Jared Freed. Jared, welcome back after Bagelgate. Just had so much more to discuss with you. It is a pleasure to be here. I can only hope my name is Mr. Bagel. From now on, (laughs) I want to be... The, you know, I am known to some as the board lord because of my opinions on charcuterie. Oh, so interesting. I, I, yeah. So I have a lot of strong opinions on charcuterie and uh, I'll take Mr. Bagel as well. I'm willing to take on that title. I, I have a lot of bagel, you know, opinions. I have a take on charcuterie and then we'll get into the episode. Go for it. Not good for sharing. Never enough of the individual items. Well, that's a lot of what I judge them on. And if, mm. listen, not to plug myself, but I do, these are all on my Instagram um, where I've become <laughs> the board lord. And I, my, my issue is a charcuterie is meant for like a group to come and it's the first thing that's out. So what bothers me about this huge trend that's going on is a lot of people are creating them for Instagram as opposed to the hungriest mm. person who skipped lunch mm-hmm. to come to your mm-hmm. party. Mm-hmm. When you have a party at night, you go, ah, no lunch. They're going to be serving food. Past apps. Here I come. I'll yeah. be by the door for when they come out of the kitchen. Exactly. Doing that act like, oh, what are these? I know what a pig in a blanket is. So it's like <laughs> I so I, I I get personally offended by a charcuterie when I see like a gourd on it or like a pumpkin. A gourd. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, no like, way. like we're wait, we're wasting space. It's a finite space. But listen, we're here to talk about other things. I, I could you, go and- on and on. Actually, you brought something up that is a wonderful transition. I had the realization as I was watching this episode that we are seeing in real time the effects of COVID trendy leisure wear making it into 
front and center mainstream <laughs> on this season of The Bachelor. I couldn't help but notice there were so many matching sets of a cropped sweatshirt and then matching sweatpants. And I was like, I'm just looking at my Instagram feed from the months of April, May and June right here. And it was so overwhelming. <laughs> You're totally right. You There was a lot of like cropped tie dyed sweatshirts that were companies that some woman started for a month this summer. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, so they all bought this at the beginning yeah. of the pandemic. <laughs> they put it away for summer and now it's back in Nemecolon. Of course, Victoria was the number one perpetrator of this. We will talk about her and how much she blows. But yeah, I want to start with Brie, who got the first one on one this week. Brie's great. I, Brie, I, 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 I was Brie a fan. Me too. So so there's a lot. There's just like a lot I want to parse. And like, you know, let's be, let's be real. We're going to break it down. Let's just start by commending Brie because Brie told, uh, I think, you know, personal information about herself. She said she's never told anyone before. Um, I don't know what the piece is that she's never told anyone before, but she did reveal and we're jumping ahead. We'll go back. I promise. But she told Matt that her mother had her when she was 13 and her mother raised her. And that recently during the pandemic, she found out that her mother is pregnant, going to get married. And as Bree said, like starting a new family that she's not a part of. And I just, um, you know, I, I don't have that experience myself, but like, I just feel for her so, so deeply. I think that like everyone can probably relate to some kind of feeling of like disconnection or like worrying about your place and your family or, or whatever it is. And I just thought that was like really moving. And I really admired her for sharing it. And I just wanted to start with that off the back. Cause I thought it was like really important and a pretty like um, interesting thing to share and just really moving. And Brie, I commend you. And my heart goes out to you. I, I totally agree. It's so weird how some people just are immediately likable and some people are immediately hateable. And yeah. I don't know, like, I, I, I don't <laughs> no know. No way around that. <laughs> There's no way around it. I mean, obviously, Victoria, like, it's the easy one because she's trying to make herself hateable, it seems as though. But Brie, like, I was like, I'm on board. This is great. You hear that story? She... The way she told it, what you just said is so like relatable. You're like, yeah, yeah. I would feel that way too. Totally. Her mom had her. Did you, did you said this, that she had her at 13, 13 which yeah. is like, and then it was interesting to watch this. And it kind of goes back to like, you know, the conversation leading to like, what are we dealing with, with Matt James? Like we don't, we've never met this guy before, but he like Matt James kind of hears this story and he's like, so any relationship with pops and then she yeah. kind of like gives that moment and then he's like, well, here's my thing. It's like it, it did feel like he kind of grazed over. Well, I just thought that like he was looking for a point of connection. I have to say, I think Matt is a very generous, big hearted person. I, I that's Sure. How, that's my impression of him so far. He did. You know, maybe we didn't see it. Honestly, I also think that like obviously for Brie and her mom, her mom being so young when she had her must have just, I mean, you know, I can't, I can't relate to that as a childless 34 year old. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just have no idea what that is like. I mean, I did think about it. Like Brie's mom is basically our age and that's like very wild to contemplate. I think that like, I was kind of glad that Matt didn't parse it because there's no way he can understand what that's like, you know? So I thought it was actually cool that he looked for their point of connection and they were able to bond over their relationships with their fathers and like how that's, um, you know, how they both like sought other families where there was like a lot big family vibe to like be a part of. And I thought it was like really cool that he like met her on that level. I have to say like really commend it. And like, I think about like 
Peter or Colton. I'm like, there's no way those guys are like emotionally capable of like having this conversation. I thought that was just really cool, to be honest. The big family part, like always hanging at friend's house, the way he related to that, that was very interesting. I just, I thought it was interesting. Not that I'm not trying to like hate on Matt. It was more that like, we don't know. I don't know this guy. So like he hadn't gotten that moment that he would have normally gotten on The Bachelorette. Yeah, where you're like, you know about him and his family. Sure. And so it kind of felt like they were like, okay, get Bree's story. And then like someone was like, tell us about, you know, make sure you get your story in Ask here. Ask about too. her dad. Yeah. yeah. I, have, I, have, I have a feeling Matt's story will come out over the course of the season. It's just my, mm-hmm. my assumption. But like, I was really glad that Matt wasn't like, thank you so much for sharing that with me. Like, that's what Peter always did when he was just like, thank you so much for telling me you're so beautiful. Like, let's move on. I thought it was cool that he was like, asked a question that was relevant and they bonded over. And to your point that you don't know Matt, I don't know Matt either, but I really feel like I do. I've just been following him so closely for coming up on two years. And if you followed Matt during the pandemic, you know that he did exactly what he's talking about, which is like he moved in with Tyler who I think, you know, the beginning of the pandemic, Tyler's mama just passed away. And I think it's nice that his friends were there for him while he was grieving. And like, they kind of like created their own family and like their own like friend group. And, you know, they were definitely not following COVID um, protocol, they- <laughs> but he did do that. So I was like, that really rings true to me. We saw that's the map that we see on Instagram. It is a good explanation for why Matt did the most boys trips I've ever seen in one summer. <laughs> By one person on social media. Didn't it seem like it? (laughs) Oh my God. Nobody was having a better time. It just felt like, 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 um, like, like there was like a movie soundtrack playing behind all of his Instagram videos. Like it was just like Top Gun over and over (laughs) boys of summer just playing on, on loop. Oh man. I thought that was like just a really actually better conversation than we usually get when someone shares something like really deeply personal. We'll obviously get to Anna later, but I thought that was just better than usual. It came after Brie was the biggest trooper in the history of troopers. Thank you. Let's get into the actual date itself. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. I've got a lot of comments. I just want to say Matt getting her filthy because he's driving in front of her on the ATV and she's behind and she's like covered in mud while he's like pristine was so funny. I was like, I was like, she is filthy and he is completely clean. It was so funny at first, of course. Well, it was like, it's like, I, I did watch it. And, and so they go on this ATV date and like, they're on their separate ATVs and like Matt is doing like side to sides. He's doing like, (laughs) you know, and he's like ahead of her. And I was like, and and it did like I was like, is Matt just gonna do Matt on these dates? Like, is he just gonna? Like- <laughs> I think the answer is yes to that. I <laughs> yeah, think that's like-, like that's what I was thinking. I was like, this is so Matt, and in no way enjoyable for her. Yeah, I was like, she's like falling behind, and she's like trying to. Yeah, I'll be right there, and he's like, squ- you know, just like spitting up mud from the back tires into her. Like she's like following along, and like you watch this, and I was like, I I I do under I do think Matt is like he he it feels genuinely like he is here to like do the trip. Like as much as he is to meet the women, they're like, it, like he saw ATVs is like, yo, ATVs. Like it wasn't like, okay, so we're doing the, like, I feel like a guy like Nick Vial would see that and go, so how are the cameras going to be set up? Like, I don't think well, that's happening with Nick Matt. Is ha- Nick is happy so that you said that somewhere, but um, sure. like, <laughs> like Johnny Bennett, it's very Johnny Bennett as well, who like fashioned himself a producer of the challenge. Did you watch the challenge? Gone in and out, but not I as much just- as, 
I was just thinking Matt would thrive on the challenge. She would love, love the actual events that they had to do. But like Matt was just like, you know, they said like fired up to like be on an ATV and also seemed like excited to have an activity. Matt yes. loves activities so much. I could never date Matt because I'm like, my activity is like going for a walk and then I'm done for the day. Like I'm good. I'm, I'll make dinner. He, I'll read. I'll watch TV. <laughs> Matt's like, I'm going for a run. Then I'm getting on my Peloton. Then I'm getting dressed and I'm going on an ATV and then I'm chopping wood and then I'm getting in a hot tub. Like he, he does more in a day that I would even consider doing in a week. It's like, he, I'm tired. He did more in that open than I did during all of COVID. Like it was like to watch him go on the, like, and then he's showering right after the workout. Like there was no, like, like if that was me in that opening, it would have been like two hours of me sitting in a towel. Like I'll get to the shower. Okay. Just push off the date. Like I, that. I have many times like gone to like a brunch, obviously, or like mm. even a bar immediately after sh- after working out and not showering in between like showers <laughs> it's just like it'll happen eventually but like whatever just go grab a beer I like very distinctly recall doing that many times when I live living in LA but like I, it's acceptable there it's fine um absolutely but yeah Matt is just like just like does so many activities and I'm glad you bring up the shower I'm so glad gratuitous shower scenes are back like I missed it it's back. It's it's more gratuitous than ever. ever. Um, Just like we get it. Matt's fucking hot. <laughs> so that's what I was wanted to ask you. Like, I know Matt's hot. Like, there's no like there's no denying that. Like, I mean, he's wearing jeans without underwear. Like, good for him. Like the amount <laughs> always strikes me as uncomfortable. But OK, I mean, the amount of chafing I would do in jeans without <laughs> underwear is like like never to be seen in the history of this world. <laughs> like I literally saw him in jeans without underwear that when he's chopping the woods and uh, or were they getting into the, 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 hot the makeshift hot tub that Ben Higgins would love to be in. Like they, like, um, like I, I was watching that being like, I, I no underwear in the jeans. I can't like, you have to be a perfection of man, but like, is he the best looking bachelor of all time? Because the way he is being held up, like I, and I don't know, I don't know if this is the group of women that are on the show, but like people need to, like they are there to get him. It feels like, like it yeah. is. I think the answer to that is yes, Jared. I was actually recently did the Buzzfeed quiz of like, can you name all the bachelors? Which is harder than you would think. Yeah, and <laughs> it's a lot I've, of them. I've recently looked at every bachelor, and the answer is yes. Matt is the hottest bachelor ever, and I don't, I don't even think it's close. Is he like the most eligible bachelor of all time? Like, like, because it does feel like, like. That depends who you ask. I like someone with a career. And that's like, sounds really obnoxious, but like. No, it's fair. I just, I just think that like, I would be more into like doctor, the, like Dr. Travis Lane Stork, I believe. And <laughs> Your Jewish mother is showing right now. Yeah, exactly. And, and Andrew, <laughs> and like even like Andrew Firestone, even Ben Flanick, who worked in the wine biz. I just like someone with like a career path. I'm sorry. It's like the most conventional thing about me, but I can't help it. I am who I am. Have you felt that there's a like a little bit of like they are all if like more than any season that it doesn't. I, I feel like everyone here is yeah, for the right reason. they're fired up about Matt. They're here for they the, are they, fired up. I have a few few um, th- theories on why that might be. Number one. Okay. I just think that people are like so happy to have social interaction, let alone a date, let alone like thinking about having sex with this hot guy in this COVID era that it's like, there's just like an extra like 20% of like any social interaction is like 20% better than it might've been. I think I've said this before, but so, it's just like, so, it's like the COVID bump. 
sure. So, so, do you, so to that point, do you think this will reflect the post-COVID world oh, that some sociologists, yes, yes, some sociologists 100%. are saying, Roaring Twenties, let's go, Roaring Twenties, so it's coming, and <laughs> and this is a this is a sign for wait. the future. This this should give single people hope everywhere. It's about to oh get crazy. God. Absolutely. It's going to be a great time. I'm really excited. I'm like so desperate for a black tie event. I would, I like only <laughs> want to go to black tie weddings going forward. I'm like, I'll like wait outside of a fancy party just to like get like the whiff of it. I'm just like, I miss, sure. I just want to dress up so badly. So there's, no, there's that. That's number one. Okay. Number two, Matt, he lacks a little bit of on-camera charisma, but he he is connecting with these women. He remembers all of them. I'm blown away by it. But like he remembers nuggets and facts. And like he has like a personal conversation with so many of these women, even the ones he's clearly not into. Like he has so many tells. It's ridiculous. But like I'm just really impressed at how he's like actually connecting with them on like a personal level. I, I commend it. The orchid scene towards the end of the episode. Oh, my God. Is- that one of the most uh, one of the most unbelievable things I've ever seen in my entire like d- d- bachelor or no bachelor. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I need that was like I don't like thinking of the producers. Like I, I I'm okay living in a WWE world where like the wrestling's real, the storylines are real. Like I'm okay with that. I don't like watching the show going. That's a producer's pick. Like I I I just. It's just not the way that either. It's it's not the way I watch. I don't. And also they have no reason to lie to us. They have no reason to do that. So. But when I heard him with the orchid, I was like, I need to know if he remembered this. I need to know if he knew that this woman would feel badly that she didn't get a date. Like, because that was like, oh, my God. I know. So here's, I think if it was so easy to like manufacture these personal moments, they would do it all the time. I think that it's like a little bit of the producers, but also a lot of Matt and and. He he seems to remember stuff. Like when I talked to him last week, he like had good recall. He said he's really bad with names, but like he it seems like he made a point to like try to connect each woman with like an idea in his head so that he could remember them. So I think it's like mm-hmm. obviously he's getting help from the producers, but I do think it's a testament to him. And I this is another theory of mine on Matt, which Please. is this is like a real hot guy thing. There's a certain kind of hot guy who's like been popular mm-hmm. his whole life that just like learns how to make women feel important and special, even when they are not. And it's like intense eye contact, like touching them. Just like, it's it's just like, it's very pol- political. Like I feel like John Edwards probably was really good at this too. Bill Clinton, where it's like, you make people feel like you remember them specifically when you just actually like a, a skill that you have. And I feel like Matt is really good at that. And it sounds like I'm nagging him, but I'm not. I just like, no. it's, it's a move. It's a hot guy move. I think it's, I think it's genderless to tell you the truth. Not to, <laughs> I, I, I think that has, I think there's a version of women that are really good at this, that like yeah. touch your arm, laugh at your joke, know when to laugh, like know how to make the guy feel like the only guy in the room. I, I, I've, I've seen that version of a woman. I, I, I think a, that like it's a type of charisma that maybe isn't coming across that well on camera, but like in the room, I feel like Matt is just like, he locks in and he just, I also think that like, there's like a genuineness to it where he does want people to feel good about themselves. I don't know. I'm like giving, I'm like, I'm both like really dubious of Matt because he's so attractive, but also like impressed with some of what I'm seeing so far. I think he's high energy dude. And like this, this all, I agree with what you're saying. Like you can tell the orchid thing. Like that's like top man. That's like top man, gentleman moments of the, of the (laughs) decade. Um, I also think it's like kind of a referendum on dating in 2020. Like, I think these women the are meeting is so a, low. <laughs> the bar is so low. Like I actually kept coming back to that thought, like where I'm like, wow, these women, like they're dealing with 
dating app people and you know and and they are a certain type of woman. They they're the type of woman that would have 6,000 Instagram followers for no reason at all because just they're, for existing. Because they're modeling matching sets during COVID. That's why. Exactly. Just like guys creeping in the DMs. Like, I think they're dealing with a lot of garbage. And the idea that like this guy is available and ready to go and meet them on a level that isn't just DMing them a fire emoji. Like, I think that's like, <laughs> like, I think that's an unbelievable, like I, I did. Kept, the proliferation because- of emojis among just like normal people <laughs> in like potentially flirtatious text exchanges is so distressing to me. It's just not a way to communicate. It's just not. I'm sorry. I- I mean, any response to an Instagram story that isn't, hey, where you been? is like, <laughs> like if it's not like someone you know, that is flirtatious. Any immediate, you know, those reactions that you can give, yeah. like any of those reactions, those are all flirtatious. And I, I just think like, I think that these women are so not used to knowing exactly where a guy stands. Like he's there to date. He's there to get to know them. He's there to maybe get married. Like that's just, it's wh- funny you say that in the Clacia season towards the end with Tasha's dudes, I was saying the single most unrealistic thing about the show is this like explicit declaration of how you feel exactly like in the moment. It's just like, no one does that. Also, <laughs> like, maybe they shouldn't like, it's not like particularly hot, but like whatever. And can I just throw, I want to get back to the dates, but I want to throw in Please. one other theory that I've had. I feel like I'm just dropping my theories. I love the the theories on the topic of Instagram stories. One of my deepest held beliefs is that people Instagram story, like 40% more when they're trying to get the attention of someone that they like just went on a date with or just hooked up with. Oh, absolutely. This is (laughs) Instagram stories are, are being made for one person when you're single. Totally. An audience of one (laughs) that you are, because that's like the, that's the pro that's the problem with the algorithm is that, it's built to tell you that the person that you've been kind of their the profile that you've touched the most mm-hmm. will come up the most if mm-hmm. it's looking. So it's like when you, when you are into someone or you're dating someone, you've checked them out in a way that you haven't checked out like your friend from college or maybe even your best friend. I think I can always tell when someone's like, courting because i'm like oh you're instagramming a lot (laughs) yeah it's very obvious (laughs) and 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 it's like one of those things i i mean you came on my podcast and these are the things we delve into a lot is like the 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 like the things that you feel a little ridiculous calling out but they are true you feel them and it's like you do you do feel when someone's looking at your stories first or when they're not looking at your stories after they used to look at it first, something did happen. And it's like, you have to like show vulnerability to even admit to that. Like, yeah, it, and it's, it's tough. True. That, yeah, it's it's true. true. It's it's very difficult. And these, actually these women though, like they're so happy to not be doing that. <laughs> exactly. And I think like in 2021, a lot of these women, you're in your early twenties, you're in your mid twenties, you're dealing with men who only deal in that. You know, like a 25 year old man, like when I was 25, that's the only like that's how like you're dealing with like they're with an adult and you can feel that they are excited to be dealing in adult terms. Yeah, I agree. Also, for Matt, who's like, I've never been in love before. I feel like he's trying to do things a little bit differently. I don't know. Am I giving Matt too much credit? Perhaps. But whatever. This is who I am. Um, (laughs) Can we go back to their date, though, with Brie? There's there's more that we need to parse. So, okay. Mm -hmm. So Matt drives like a maniac. I'm just like, dude, no one can keep up with you. And like, why are you so into mud? And then, (laughs) then after he has gotten her so dirty, she gets onto the ATV with him 
and he continues to drive like a madman and they crash. I I that- watched that scene and I literally did I did the most Jewish thing I've ever done. I went, oh no, oh yo, oh <laughs> like I screamed. I legitimately it sounded like my mom. I was like, I was like, oh my God, like that's how people like legitimately get hurt. <laughs> yes. If, like, the, I was like, the liability here, I mean, I guess they all signed waivers, but like it must have been the bat the producers must have been freaking out because that was like completely insane. And then this is the my main critique of Matt for the week is that I really did not care. Well, I was glad that he immediately asked, are you okay? Like, good job. It's again, sure. the, lowest, the lowest bar possible. I did not care for the fact that his first thought was like, oh my God, Bree's mom is going to see this. And it's just like, come on, dude. That, it's not, it's just like, be less conventional. Yeah. I, that kind of is why I was like, Matt's going to do Matt. Matt is here <laughs> for, for Matt and hopefully a woman. And like, when I hear that, it's like, you know, what's the PR campaign is really what he's saying. Like, how will I explain this to her mom? It's like, dude, she is covered in mud. She got dressed for the <laughs> biggest date of her life. She literally brushed herself off, got right up. Like, let's give her some credit for being so good about this. Such a good sport. I mean, she also clearly was not having a good time. Like, I don't think she wanted <laughs> to be covered in mud. I don't think she wanted to be on an ATV. I don't think she wanted to be wearing like a helmet that probably like weighed as much as her. Like, it was just like bizarre. <laughs> My worst nightmare of a date. I would just have been like, I know, I'm sorry. I'll walk. I'll meet you there. See you at the hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, let take off the shirt, start chopping wood. I, yeah. I, I, but she did say this is my worst outfit before going on. Like I just liked her. And then Me too. Bree's awesome. You had, you, All in on she, Bree. she had to like, she did again. I don't think Bree is doing this on their month anniversary at the Nima Collin. Like, I, I think on her month of mercy, she's going to go like my girlfriend would look at me and be like, you always have to do this. You always have to go fast. You know, I don't look like I was like, I, all I could think about that whole time was just like how my girlfriend would be so <laughs> mad at me. Um, of course. But, she, but you're on a first date and you're trying to make good impressions. Yeah, you just got to go with it. It's like, yeah. And, and she's doing interviews where she's like, so we're having a good time. And she's just covered in mud. Like, like. It just was hard to take her seriously. Yeah. And then for the second half of her date, or not the second half, but for the the, the hot tub scene, they made it seem like she was naked. She clearly wasn't. But like, can, can we see just like a smidgen of Bree's bikini? Like, we know it's there. Like, why did they do that? It was super <laughs> bizarre. I don't, I mean, I guess I was just like editing for time, but I was like, why are they trying to make it seem like they're naked in the hot tub? We know that they're not. I guess you can't do, I mean, the. I guess you can't do the gratuitous scene. Like, we legit, we were legit like centimeters away from seeing down Matt's pants, like the way they were showing him with no underwear and jeans. Like it was a, and it's like, they do sometimes do that scene where it's like, like, I mean, Tasha got a lot of those shots where her coming out of the pool 7,000 times, I guess. I, I don't know. Like I, I didn't see that, but I, I understand what you're talking about. Like, I, I don't know how you show her like. Let's get the bikini shot to see what we're yeah. working with. Just, I don't know how they do that. It was just sort that. of weird. It was sort of weird. And I will say, like, you bring up a good double standard. Like, I was, I was, I was like, Tasha looks amazing, but like, this is a weird way to meet her. Like, just like totally objectifying her. Matt has all, I've has also been completely objectified. It just feels different with guys, though. You know, it's di- just, I mean, listen, it different. it's different. It's t- it's totally different. I'm not, I'm not saying that to like make like it, it's totally different. That's kind of why I would assume they didn't get the shot of Brie like. 
taking it off and getting ready. Like it's yeah. like we haven't even met this woman yet, and yeah. like all we would have is like like her like shimmying out of like jeans jeans. Like I understand like they're like, well, we didn't get the shot of her in the bathing suit. It's like, well, we're not gonna do the full Tasha here. Like we don't even know her yet, you know. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Visible. You know how in every season of The Bachelor, there's the concern that he might pick someone or just let someone go too far who really doesn't deserve it because he's not getting all the information he needs. He doesn't know this woman is the villain of the house. Well, luckily, when it comes to wireless, there's one company that keeps it real and you don't have to worry about that bad surprise at the end. Switch to Visible, the wireless company with nothing to hide and get one-line wireless with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Just $25 per month, every month, taxes and fees included. Switch now at Visible.com. Rate with service on the Visible plan. For additional terms and network management practices, see Visible.com. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other... Well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, it means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. We need to move on from Brie. We need to talk about Victoria. Sure. But first, I just want to add, Brie, not that stockable. I tried. I think she works at Instagram. Her bio said she has like a really good social media career. And then so the guy who's like head of partnerships like did like an emoji on her Instagram and she responded. So okay. I think, or something like that. I think she works at Instagram, but Brie, not that stockable, which I commend very hard for a 24 year old to not have a big digital presence. It's just part of life these days. So I thought so, that was pretty interesting. I also think that that generation, like the Gen Zers are like just better at being like, having social media a part of their wheel. Mm -hmm. Like, like I, I just think Very like corporate of you, part of their wheel. Yeah. I, like I, I, I just noticed that with like, they kind of like are, have been birthed into this social media world. Like it's always been a part of it. Like the, in the, back in the day, people were just so obvious, like, like with like, like whether they were here for social media or not. I don't know. I, I think that's like a good Gen Z quality. <laughs> That's true. They've got it figured out. All right. Well, circle back to Anna. Let's talk about Victoria sure. and the stupid wedding date. I just want to say it feels like Franco is now like a constellation in the Bachelor universe. And I'm not here for it. No shots. But like, I hate the like dress up like it's your wedding day date. I just absolutely hate it under all conditions. It was when, so when stupid. When did this start? I was wondering when this started. And also, it's stupid when it's this early. Like, there's no like, and I know that they were getting to it a point of drama. like. drama. On The Bachelor. Like yeah. Nick's, Nick's season, Corinne took her top off on this date, I recall. I remember. You're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I just hate it. I, I think what they do, what they realize from the La Quinta season is like they need to bring 
new into the place. They need to bring like things in because the scenery can only last so long. It gets old. Peak at Nemecolon is so much more beautiful than the dead of summer at La Quinta. I mean, (laughs) just like the foliage is unreal. As a a lover of foliage, I'm I'm absolutely loving all these drone shots. It's gorgeous. The, The notes were taken. They, yeah. they heard they heard the crowd loud and clear. They're like, okay, we have to have something that doesn't look like one sepia tone at all times. No more <laughs> shitty pools and Spanish yeah. tile. Just beautiful foliage, soaring trees, and like yeah. fights in the woods. I did like the woodsy setting for the fight, which I did not understand at all. I mean, just so very are strange. We gonna, are we going to talk about whatever this game was, or do we want to go to Victoria? Because I, I... Let's go to the game and then Victoria. Kind of at least... Yeah, the, I didn't understand the. They called it like capture, capture the, flag. the flag, but yeah, and, but but it didn't make sense. They were throwing things at each other. I've never thrown anything at anyone during capture the flag. They're tackling each other. Like, aren't you using flags on you to like get people out? Like, yeah, but do they know what flag football is? Like, it's very strange. None of it made sense. <laughs> it wasn't even explained to us. We're just like, we're gonna watch these women, you know, beat each other up in the woods. It was like let's let's do a scene from Hunger Games or something. <laughs> I, I didn't know what it was. I wonder if they like changed on the fly. I mean, it seems like they wanted to get the white dresses dirty, but I don't know why that was an objective. I don't, I don't really know. I just want to say like two episodes in and specifically as a result of this challenge, I fucking love Katie. I'm all in on vibrator. Katie. She is super fun. She's a really weird mix of like taking this really seriously and also not taking it seriously. She also has the highest. It's like, Shake differential in night one appearance and like episode two appearance. Like she looked so pretty in her interviews and like great makeup. And I was like, did they screw you with the lighting? Like, what did they do to you on night one? Katie like is dope. And I'm really a huge, huge fan. I am. I'm shocked to be saying this. I don't usually (laughs) like a gimmick, but like I'm all in on Katie. And I thought that she took the loss in such a funny fashion that I was just like, Katie, you're cool. I'm in. I, I, I'm, I totally agree with you. We didn't talk after episode one, but I did. I'm with you on the gimmick is it's a very, it's a, it's a tight wire act. You Mm -hmm. have to like be like her dinging the glass with the vibrator. I was like, she gets it. Like I knew she got it right away because I was like, okay, you're having fun with this. They told yeah. you you have to carry it around the night. You might as well <laughs> lean into it. You're you're tapping people like it's like one of those keys that like yeah. it was funny. And, and it's like it, again, that's hard to do because some people they do it so much that you're like, okay, enough. Like she didn't go gross with it. She didn't go sexual with it. She went totally normal. This is my wand to play with, which I loved. And I yeah, she's she's been great, uh, a, a treasure, and I hope we see more of her. I, I think we do. You know, we saw yeah. that she's going to come up a lot more, but I I definitely liked her, and I like Kayla, and she yeah. was great. Like, people, like, I like that they were ripping the dresses to make them easier to run in. Like, I like that this <laughs> became, like, yeah, you were, like, seeing people get it, having fun with it, and it's like, even though I didn't get who, how to win this game, but I was like, it seemed like it was. The rules were super confusing. And then the worst part of this date was that Victoria was on it. I like, yeah. I'm usually exhausted by the villains in general, but like Victoria is like, cannot stand her. And what happened between her and Marilyn? Like, I don't even know. Did something happen in their room? Like Victoria did in fact sleep on the couch. That was not just all talk. So I was wondering, I'm towards the end of the episode and I'm going, was there more that I missed? Because I remember her taking her blankie 
and going to the couch. It was funny. And it, it was funny. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, and I was like, okay. It seemed to be about someone saying that she was being negative and they wanted positivity. That right? Is that what it yeah. was? I think it that was, maybe like I, I guess it stemmed back to the beginning when Victoria was like, I am not happy for Brie. I want that. And Marilyn being like trying to like tell her to be happy. But that was really a lot more Jasenia than Marilyn. I also like Jasenia. She seems sweet. But like I I, I just like uh, what happened between them? And I think like they asked the question that on the episode, like, is what Victoria doing an act or is this who she is? Yeah. I think it's who she is. I know. So I'm sure and it's, it's turned out. I'm sure it's turned out for the camera, but like I think this is her. She's been so bad. And I and it's tough, like I've you know, I it's tough to talk on because it's like it is actually angering. I can't believe that anyone is sitting there defending her. I don't know how you can defend her at this point. Like it also like I Matt, I don't know how he would have like dealt with this any differently, but like it seems to be from my point of view, and I, I want to see what you think about this. It seems to be she was accused of not being positive, and that's what blew her up. As <laughs> and, and and then she's used this as saying these women are talking shit about me. They're being they're they're saying that they're saying they're being manipulative about me. Which Highline, my the the problem I see is she's like. I, I and I hate to make this political. She's like she deals with things like President Trump. Like she she she, <laughs> she like she creates a reality. Yeah. And and then she goes with it. And everyone's like, well, there's like one ounce of truth to it. The truth is they all those women there pro seem like they like each other except for her. So they've all definitely talked shit about her. And she's like, you're all talking about me. I know it. And it's like where well, that's true. And they can't just go, well, that's a lie because it isn't a lie. But she's also they're talking about her for just reasons, it seems like. Yeah. Like they're talking about her because she sucks and because yeah. she's like not fun. And she deserves she deserves that. It also seems like she drinks a lot. I have no proof, but like it just seems like her she devolves over the course of an evening in a way that suggests to me that she's having a lot of like wine or whatever it is. But like, how about when she wouldn't let Marilyn sit next to her on the couch? Like the, was, the seating. I was like, are you worried she has COVID? We know she doesn't like what the fuck was that? We all quarantine. We've all been tested. Yeah. yeah. The seating thing was, I, I was started laughing. I was like, this is how small, because again, it's, I, and I hate to be political. I'm not a very, like, I'm just like, but I guess that is a uh, drenched in everything we talk about. It was very Trumpian. You sit here. No, I won't sit there. No, it, it, every little thing is exhausting with her. Like, if there's not one subject that she can be just agreeable on, it always has to be an argument or a fight. Oh, no, I want to sit here. I don't. I want to look at you. I want to be able... And, and she goes and she says, someone's being... You know, I... And she's dealing in truths that aren't truths. Like, right. I, I, and it's like... And and then she lets it makes it up to you to like and you could tell Marilyn the whole time you could tell she's like I didn't sign up for this <laughs> at all like, this not what I asked for just not no. what I asked for it feels like she's just like it feels like this is gonna happen a lot with Victoria where it's like someone will get pulled into her storm and she just spits them out and it's someone that's like not a willing someone it feels like no one's a willing foe for her like no one's there to argue with her. Yeah, and I mean, this might be wishful thinking, but I, I, I like twenty percent think she might not get a rose. I just feel like Matt's just like not into this with her, with her and Marilyn, and she's not in a lot of the tease stuff beyond what we mm. saw tonight. I actually think there's a chance she could go home. I'm probably being too hopeful, but like they didn't even 
end the episode on her. Obviously, how do you not end on Sarah when she's having a crisis? But we did see Sarah in a future episode. I mean, I guess she already got in a rose, so that's why. I don't know. But like, I'm a little hopeful Victoria doesn't last that long. I feel like they've burned a lot of Victoria material. Well, you can also tell she's the most self-conscious person I've ever seen on TV. Like, and she says to him, that conversation was so funny to me. She, she, (laughs) she, She pulls him aside and she's like, I mean, the first thing she says is the thing on her mind the most. She's like, she doesn't think she's as pretty as the other women there. You can tell. She she even says, she goes, I just, she announces her insecurity the first second that they sit down and try and get deep. And she's like, I just feel like sometimes, like maybe, like I don't look right. I'm a little fat compared to the other women. And he goes, no, you look great the last two nights. And she, then the next scene, she's like, I've she's never like, opened up like that before. <laughs> and you're like, you haven't told she someone that you- sucks. <laughs> she, she just sucks. Like, you know, with these these two seasons, casting obviously tried really hard to find like interesting diverse women and like victoria is just like you know bachelor 2013 of just like a total suck box like she just sucks i just cannot stand her i don't find it fun like it's way more fun to be like i don't know about marilyn or even that's like a little bit more fun i mean that's a bad example but like okay i I kept saying anna when i met sarah but actual anna Mm. she also clearly sucks but she's kind of fun she makes sort of like her talking face is like super intense and you're just like, okay, Anna, calm down. But like good narrator, (laughs) Victoria, there's none of that. I'm just like, you blow, no one likes you. I'd like for you to leave. And also like, it's just, it just sucks. Also, again, I say this based on her Instagram. I do think this is who Victoria is. I don't think it's an act. Yeah, Anna, uh, the fun of her not blinking when she talks is fun. <laughs> and like Victor- a lot of gums. You can see all of Anna's gums and we know that she has good dental care. Like good for her. For sure. Good dental health. <laughs> yeah, Victoria, it's it's just really annoying because it's not real. It's like, yeah. it's like dealing with, you know, again, it's like dealing. She's just a conspiracy theorist. Like you're like, that's not true. And she's like, how do you know? And it's like, I just know. I just yeah. know everything you're saying isn't real. I just know you're not the, you're not the victim in this situation. I just know. Well, how do you know? I slept on the couch. I don't care. You put yourself on the couch, Marilyn, who barely could speak to you when you tried to like take her on, wasn't bullying you. Like we know. And it's like, you're right about 2013. It, It feels like a, from a time, it's like, haven't we moved beyond Different you Bachelor yet? era. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And she just has just got nothing going on. There's like not there's not even a lot to parse. Like she unequivocally sucks. She's also like kind of boring. I don't really want to know anything about her. I'm just like Victoria, please leave. Victoria, say your goodbyes. How would you handle Victoria? Like I know how I would handle her because like if I were Matt or if I were one of the women in the house, one of the women on the house. I think I would take it upon myself to do a lot of interviews to like give a lot of tape about how mm. much she blows and why. So I could like get my narrative out there. That would be my strat. <laughs> I would not go to mad about it though. You know who is great? Yeah. MJ. Love MJ's attitude. And I love how she MJ. just was like, didn't need to be brought up tonight. I loved it. MJ is like our vibe specialist. Like she, she's, she comes out with fun. vibe. She's fun. She always like, kind of nails it, but like in a way where she knows how to get it in the edit. Like mm-hmm. it, it does feel like just the way you're saying where it's like, she's getting the, her story out there. She, yeah. Her, her version of events. <laughs> she's our temperature check for, for what's <laughs> going on in the house. And, and I, I, if I were, if I were on the house, I would be like, Victoria, the queen stuff is so much fun, but what do you actually do for work? You know, like I, 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 I would like 
stay on that because there's a reason she's doing the queen thing. She doesn't like what her real job is. I would be really condescending and I'd be like, Victoria, walk me through your day. And I would just want to know. Like, <laughs> Get her she talking. Did. The more she talks, the better. Yeah, Ex- exactly. Um, so on the flip side, though, like, I think another reason she's not fun is like, then you see Matt talking to someone like Lauren and they connect on their faith. And, you know, I didn't care for Matt's prayer last week because I thought it was sort of like just presumptuous. But like, on the other hand, I do think it's cool to hear him talk about what his faith means to him and connect with someone on that level. And like, I thought him and Lauren had a really nice moment. I was glad she got that rose. I just thought that was like, also like sweet. Like it's kind of like interesting watching Matt, like genuinely try to like make connections based on like things that he shares. It's sort of like, so logical. You're shocked to be seeing on the bachelor. (laughs) The faith thing like it matters to him. Like I, again, what, what, exactly what you just said is is so true because it's like, oh, this really does matter to you. This isn't you trying to find like a church group to promote on Instagram. Yeah. Like it's like it's, it's I, like yeah, genuine. It's, real. it's a real part of his life. And like I I don't want Matt to like say a prayer for me. I'm just like thanks. I, you don't know what I believe in, but I sure. do believe that he should if he believes in something and this is his faith. Like it's great that he is sharing it and like finding people who, who share that as well. And I don't know. I thought that was like a really like nice moment. And I guess I'm like more interested in like some of the sociology of Matt dating than I am in, in like bagging on Victoria. I'm just like, it's not that fun. I, I'm with you completely. The, the faith thing, like when he did the prayer, I was just more surprised to me. It's not bad for Matt. It was more, how is there not one woman there? That's like, yeah, we're probably not the match. Like, how doesn't one like, is it like it doesn't one person see that and go, yeah, I'm probably not the woman for him. Like, like I, there's like 80 of these women that are on the show. Like not one was like lifting their head being like, hey, uh, great to me. And I get I get it. They want to be on the show. There's there's another element at play. But I yeah. it, but it does like kind of out them because like you see it with Lauren, like he's down with it. Like, this is great. Like um, it, it kind of came up with. um Sarah at the end on her yeah. day. Like it, mm-hmm. it, it is something that will be a part of this season, whether people like it or not. But I, yeah, I don't know why. True. Yeah. It's not that I, it's not. And like, it's for me, it's not like, I don't dislike it. I'm not like, Oh, I don't like Matt. I don't sure. like his faith or whatever. I, I think it's like great. Cause it's genuine what he believes in. I just think that like the, the prayer thing just rubbed me the wrong way, but like, whatever we can, we can move, we can move on from it. <laughs> the thing about Matt is you can also just tell when he's, really into someone. Hey, he is so into Abigail. I, I don't think that Abigail wins just based on, um, my Instagram stalking and like okay. just the way that, that things are being edited, but he is so into her. Like she must go final three. I thought like, obviously them having like the ear thing together was really cute, but he just like, he does this mouth thing. He just like, he, he like licks his teeth with his mouth closed or whatever it is. Like he plays with his tongue and he's just like, he's like warming up for, for, for making out with them. And he's so into <laughs> Abigail. It's like, I'm like, okay, dude, good for you. You're, you want to bang this girl. I get it. Good. Yeah. That's, that probably goes back to why Victoria won't stay around long. Like it does seem like, you oh know, my God, honest, his kiss with her was painful. painful. It was brutal. It was oh. brutal. Yeah. And, and it felt like one person wanted to be there and one person was like, I guess we'll see what happens. I, it's like, uh, no, I'm but, on TV. I guess I have to. <laughs> I'm not gonna like, you know, <laughs> no for the kiss. I, I, yeah, I, I with, but with Abigail, he came away kind of with the same thing. He's like genuine, genuine, genuine. Like that's like, and and she feels that way. Like it, it yeah. feels like that's kind of where she's coming from. And yeah, I, I, it, I never, I've never noticed the tells, but now I'm going to look that's for it. Like, that's because you're a guy. It. Yeah, you should yeah. look for them. I'm sure you have your own. Don't worry. Oh, um, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> last 
lastly, Sarah, we didn't really talk about her. I'm sorry that I called her Anna. I think like two or three times in the first 30 minutes of this pod. Hard to keep track sometimes. There's 3000 women on this season. I yeah, I, I, know. I, I think it, it's like actually sometimes they show them all as one big group. And I'm like, is this like those sorority videos where they're in the door singing? You know, the oh one where God. they open the yeah, door and they're like, having you been can be a Kappa Gabba. Yeah. yeah, I am aware. <laughs> Before we actually get into Sarah, we just got to acknowledge Chelsea, who's the other vibe lord. It's like her and MJ. Chelsea obviously is like a, le- a leader of the group. She is like, though Kit is like the one whose mother is in fashion, Chelsea is the model who's the most fashionable. And she had like amazing sure. jacket. She's the only one who really was doing outerwear right. And like Chelsea obviously is just like, a fun time and you could tell the other women like her. Also, I think it's a good sign when you get to read a date card pretty early on. Chelsea got to read one of them last night or tonight. Um, and then we just have to acknowledge Chelsea. She's already not getting enough screen time. Chelsea doesn't get enough screen time because every time she is the abs, like it is amazing when you see someone who's a runway model, not on a runway. I know you're like the presence it, that you command is yeah. so shocking. You like, you understand how they end up on a runway and it's like, it's yeah. a real, a real skill. I mean, and, She's, yeah, she's just like, she has so much presence. I hope we get to see more of her soon. It's like seeing like an Avenger, you know, <laughs> like she's just such a, every time she's with the other women, I'm like, get these, like, like, like I, don't, I feel like they shouldn't be Clear walking together. Yeah, 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 I yeah, so for yeah. Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, she, and yeah, definitely the person, you, that's the thing with the producer picks. Like, I don't believe in that, but I do believe that the producers like people. Yeah, like they like, definitely looked at someone. We need Chelsea on camera, so Chelsea read the date or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Read the exactly. Date card. All right. Lastly, Sarah. Sarah's father has ALS, which I think is one of the most tragic mm-hmm. diseases one can have. Not that it's a competition, but I'm just like, yeah. I, there's nothing else to say, but I wish Sarah the best. I wish her family the best. That sounds incredibly challenging. Sarah, she gets sick at the end of at the end of. Uh, so I wasn't sure it was episode. that was her. I couldn't really mm-hmm. see. It was Sarah, she was being comforted by Brie. As far as I could tell, I, I when she said I see stars, do you think that's like a panic attack of some sort? Like, do you think dehydrated, perhaps? I don't know. Dehydrated. You're drinking. You're not. You know, there's not. It doesn't seem like there's a lot of food out. We don't know though. No. We don't know what the craft the crafty looks like. You know, like what was Sarah's date? I can't remember. As we we're sitting Sarah's here discussing. date was the airplane date oh, where they right, circled the around date. the sky. Super and, boring. And and then I thought it was they have a dinner and it was you know, they're having this touching moment. And then he's like, all right, let's jump in the hot tub. You know, like they just go straight in the hot tub at the end. I'm happy hot tubs are back. I miss them. I mean, obviously the La Quinta is too hot to have a hot tub, but like a hot tub, it's like death taxes and hot tubs on the bachelor. It's like, those are the things that we can count on. And I'm just so happy they're back. And I have to say like, this is a very attractive cast. So just put them in the hot tub. Who, who says no to that? I mean, the wooden one that Brie got, I was just like more like, I want to see what this looks like. It was like, I have been Googling barrel hot tubs for the last 24 hours. Because yes. Okay, good. I'm happy I wasn't the only one because I was like, it was like seeing like, like it was like the first time you saw like someone with a fire pit that they had mm-hmm. put in their backyard. You're like, oh, I want to see other people who have made fire pit decisions with their backyard. Like I saw that and I was like, where are they like it, it like it legitimately looked like the barrel a guy in the in the early part of the century would would wear <laughs> <laughs> like around if he wasn't I'm, doing so I'm not hot. into having to cut my own wood or retrieve my own logs to power the hot tub but like I'm sure you can get one that's aesthetically very similar that is like electric or runs on gas or whatever I you can I I know that you can cuz I've been googling it L- listen but- we're a year away from fitness classes that are going to be all wood chopping <laughs> 
<laughs> if you want the Matt James physique, you're going to be out there chopping wood. You'll see all these men just out instead of CrossFit. They're just in, you know, wood fit or something. Even worse than I don't want to pray with Matt is that he would just be like, you're fucking lazy. He would be like, why don't you want to do more activities with me? He would be like, let's play tennis. Let's go on a bike ride. Let's go for a hike. Let's go swimming. It's like his life is like three triathlons per day. And I just like, it's crazy. I don't get it. I just don't I, get I, it. Yeah. I, I, it's, I want the scene. Like I, I, I just want to see what he eats in a day. Like, you know, when it you see someone, a lot. In, he's gotta be, a it lot. must be a lot, but it must be also like, does he like, I just want to know what's go, you know, what's the fuel there. Like I, I watch the, you ever watch those on TikTok where it's like, <laughs> What no. I eat in a day, I watch them all the way to the end. I'm like, I just need to know. I need to know what this person's doing. Like, I, I, I want to know the whole regimen. I need to know the match. You remember after the 300, like everyone was like, what's the 300 diet? What's mm-hmm. the 300 workout? Mm-hmm. I want the Matt James workout. <laughs> I want to know. You should do a Grub Street diary. Excuse me. New York Magazine does like celebrities write down everything they ate and also like, their schedule for the day. That would be really good. Let's get Matt James to do that. I would be interested. There's no question. I want to shout out two more women that I like. And then I have a question for you. I just want to say I I like Serena P, who's like one of our narrators this week. Yes. And she had a great um, bio going into the season where she said that what would they asked her? They're like, what would your family say about you? And she's like, they'd say I'm opinionated. And I was like, that's such a fun thing to be like admission of like, yeah, I'm the one in the family that calls shit out. So I kind of like. I had said, you know, in my preview, I was like, this is someone that the audience is going to love just because she'll call shit out. I liked her a lot. Also, I like Mari. I feel like Matt also likes Mari. I feel like we're going to get a big Mari one-on-one at some point. He's the one, she's the one that he just like stared at her butt as she walked up the stairs in in night one. She's the uh, beauty pageant person from uh, Families from Puerto Rico. And uh, I like her. I can tell you as a a red-blooded American straight male, Mari is uh, very hot. I, 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 I can She's say... She's literally a pageant person. So yes, I, I understand. She oozes sexuality to, to a man. I, and mm. I, I think like it makes sense that Matt would take an extra beat on her walking away. Like I... I she is hot and like hot and a hot. Okay, like, we get I, it. We get it, Jared. You're really into next, Mari. <laughs> what if the next 10 minutes of the podcast was just me like stammering on and on? I'm ready no, to no, move no, on. Let me, please, hold on. Let me just say a little bit more. No, no, no. She's definitely, yeah. I'm ready to move on. Now is my question for you. Sure. Did you befriend Bennett? So I befriended Be- Bennett. Beca- was I've been so I live streamed The Bachelor and mm-hmm. check out at Jared Freed on Instagram for that. Thank you. And and I jump street. It said that he was a Harvard guy. And I go his I was like, Bennett went to Harvard in case you couldn't tell by looking at his face. I knew he went to Harvard like you could just look at him. He looks like American Psycho. Like it's like, yes, well, he did that on purpose. But yes, but he has a look. So every time he came on screen, I would do this voice and I would give him this character that I didn't even know was him or not. I would just be like, the butler always lets me get whatever. Everything would be his butler, his maid, his driver. And then I would call, I would say that he would call his parents Papa and Mumsy. So Mm -hmm. he right away loved the joke. Like he thought it was so (laughs) funny. So he was like really cool about it. As a comedian, how much do you love people who love your jokes? Oh my God. That's all you have to say. Best friends. So 
<laughs> so like like a game over for me. I am like smitten. I love that he like leaned into that character a lot a bit. Maybe a little too much towards the end, but like he definitely leaned into it in a, in a, in a likable way to me. In the same way, like leaning into the vibrator is likable to me. So I. I made these shirts that they say mumsy on them in the Harvard look. And I sent him a shirt and he's in his Instagram wearing the shirt mumsy. How'd you get his address? Did you like, well, he's been DMing or what? (laughs) I I looked up Ben Bennett, the third, and then he just popped up. No, I, I, but he, we had DM'd and him and Ed have been very nice because I, especially when I live scream the men, I'm a little meaner to the men. It's more looks driven. It's all easier to do. And, and so they, those two guys specifically like loved it and had fun with it. And in a way that like I would ball bust with buddies of mine. So have you hung out with Bennett? We have beers planned. Wow. For, for when we can, when we are in, you know, when we get out of whatever. Bennett's obviously an outdoor beer kind of guy. That's we fine. could do beers. Yeah. And so find a heat, a heat heated spot, a heated spot. I, I do want to make it happen. Where does Bennett live? I'm just going to guess Chelsea. I don't know anything, but I'm going to guess Chelsea West village. I would assume one of those two. It is not Bushwick. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't I can, think so. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. So I, I no, but he's been very nice. And, and I, I appreciate when someone's like, Cause I am making fun of him. Like mm-hmm. it's like, and I've had people message me not liking it so much. And so I, and it mostly never the women, the men, just like the, the women seem to enjoy it too. But I, um, it's <laughs> some of the guys don't see the joke as a joke. So got it. It's so, so he's been cool and nice and him and Ed, especially. Um, so we've had some DMS and we're working on that first date. So cool. I can't <laughs> wait to hear how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so report, I hope so too. back or maybe invite, maybe invite me. I like to hang out. There we go. So maybe <laughs> now we can meet in Lower East side, right in the middle of everybody. Great. Great stuff. Jared, thank you so much for joining me. I have a really exciting guest for the B side on Thursday. It is ESPN's Jay Billis, who Whoa. I, I have just outed as a bachelor viewer. We will be discussing this fine program. So come back for that Thursday morning and listen to the entire Ringer podcast network and follow Jared on Instagram for his bachelor content. Thank you so much for listening. Talk to you soon. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.